This is 4H4U2, a podcast from the Mississippi State University Extension Service promoting 4-H programs and positive youth development. Here now your host, Dr. John Long and Kobe Rutherford. Well, if you're hearing that funky music, you know what it's time for. It is a time for another uh, podcast of 4H4U2. I'm your host, John Long. And I'm Kobe Rutherford. And I tell you what, uh, we're laying down some tracks on this podcast. Uh, if we, I, This will be our, if I think I am correct, it will be our 21st episode. Wow. Our Time podcast. is flying, John. Yes, it is. It is. We're having fun doing it, too. And we are so happy. Uh, to have our guest uh, with us today. And, Kobe, I'm going to let you introduce our guest today. Well, our guest, I think, is uh, one of Extension at Mississippi State celebrities. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Miss Natasha, you all know her as the host of The Food Factor. And, uh, Natasha, what is your exact title? I'm Extension Agent 4, and I am in the Rankin County Extension Office. Shout out to Rankin County. (laughs) They've had a big week. Yes. We have had a big week. I saw on social media we won second place national 4-H forestry. Oh, that is awesome. That's that really is good. awesome. I've been to that 4-H camp up there. And uh, you ever been to Jackson's Mill? And y'all have been to I have not. I have not. It is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I've been there twice. So I guess Natasha's here today to talk to us about uh, foods and, yes you know I, I watch all these every single episode of the food factory i'm like oh, a huge you. huge fan and, and tasha i know your favorite color is purple and it is you like see cook. i have my purple tennis shoes on. <laughs> oh yeah i see that we never get to see those purple tennis shoes on food factory i know her office is it's purple. purple is it really yeah. yes it's all purple. how about that it's so, cool I feel like we're sitting with a celebrity again. Yeah, I do oh, too. Y'all are so kind. If we had Gary Bachman in here, I feel like we'd have the duo of extension. No, I'm now done. Gary is a celebrity. Yeah, I've been out with him. People recognize him everywhere we go. Every time I see Food Factor, I, I don't care who's in the room. I say I know her. <laughs> yeah. I work with her. <laughs> Thank y'all. I appreciate that. Yeah. Natasha, what is your most favorite part about your job? I like the fact that it's so different. I mean, I have really enjoyed being the host of Food Factor because so many people have recognized me and they've talked about different recipes they've tried. I know just working in the extension office has been fun because, Mm. you know, like no two days are truly alike and it's just always something different. Right. And and we're going to be talking about food today. When Kobe said that, I was like, well, if you could see both of us, Kobe and I, you know we love food. We do. So. I love food. We've been eating. <laughs> We've been filming the last two days, so I have eaten a good bit. So i got to go to the gym tonight. What is, what is your favorite thing to eat? Oh, wow. I would say sushi. Oh, I love sushi, yeah. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I love sushi. I am a riceaholic, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to... Not eat as much sushi. No offense to the rice council. I love yeah. rice, so I'm not saying anything negative. Right, I'm just right. trying to cut back on my right. intake. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. So Nothing I love moderate. that. And, of course, I just love um, any kind of fruits. I'm really hung up on cherries right now. I oh. guess because they're on sale at the grocery <laughs> store. But I, I've been eating like a bag of cherries in a couple of days. That's so, good. Yes. That's good. So I, that's my second favorite. Ooh. You know, I like everything except I tomatoes. Like, oh. I will not eat a raw tomato. Are you the same way? You no, I you love tomatoes. I do, too. You put basil mm. on them. 
them and put any kind of balsamic vinegar. Oh man, that's like the best little salad. No. We need we need to bring a hot plate in here and we can just do our own. <laughs> we little... can make our own food. Right? <laughs> right I hear the, the sizzling. That's us. That'd be really good. Then yeah. we need smell of vision. Oh, I know. Wouldn't it be so nice? <laughs> you know, by the time we're retired, it, it could happen. It could. could you imagine? It can happen. Food factor with smell of vision. With smell of vision. Yeah. Oh, we'll awesome. make that an app. Oh, see? <laughs> Extension has to get it. We always say that this is where the great ideas come from it right does. here. It does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. You know, I like cooking, but I don't feel like I'm very good at it because every time I do, I mess up every single dish and every single pan in my house. I yeah. like that. Oh. I, I'm a messy cook. I, I pretty much have my kitchen all countertop full of different pots and pans and seasonings. But mm. you know what? I look at it this way. A messy cook is a good cook. That's so. what I've always heard, yeah. So mm. I wouldn't even worry about that. It just means you're going to spend more time cleaning up cleaning the kitchen. Up. But that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's not a big deal. I mean, like I, I don't said, mind I making a cooking. mess. I just don't like cleaning it up. I'm the same way, John. I know, but mm. see, if you have kids, then you just tell them come in the kitchen. I don't have children, so that doesn't work for me. I have to clean up my own mess. But if I, you have children, you could probably say, hey, y'all go in there and clean up the kitchen. I am a neat freak, and I have learned being a parent to just let it go. Yes. Let it go. There will be a time where I can be in control of that. Again. You can't with kids. No. I mean, if they're in the kitchen cooking, it's just yeah. going to get messy. That's and right. I have nieces and nephews, and they... When they're in the kitchen with me, it is messy. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I don't know if we've got enough soap in our house that I could trust my child to wash his hands with to get him clean enough <laughs> to touch his food or a dish that I'm going to eat out of. I mean, it's a nasty little animal. Have, a, have another one and you won't care. I know, right? How old is your child? Yeah, he's two and a half. Oh, he's little, yeah. yeah. No, it'll, it'll change. You'll, you'll be okay. You'll I, get past that phase. I have learned, though, and partly from the Food Factor, is that one time Natasha did an episode on that if you can get your kids to help prepare their food, that they're more likely to eat it. Oh. And I didn't, I tried that one night. I think it was with like a quesadilla. And my son's very picky eating, but I helped let him help build the quesadilla. And he thought that was so much fun. And he ate every Mm. bite of it. Oh, wow. Well, that's a great thing. Because, I mean, I think like we um, just did a recipe for cauliflower tots that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. And that was one thing I encourage parents is oh. to let them, let your kids make that with you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, cauliflower is something different, and kids kind of frown up on that. So that was a good thing to just encourage parents to participate in that. And then to put cheese in it. If you put mm. cheese in things, kids will try yes. it. Yes. I Unless you have a child like my nephew who doesn't eat cheese, which I think that's just crazy. <laughs> So. Or dump sour cream on it. Dump sour cream on it. Or you ketchup. Need, yes. You know, you get real creative what sauces the That's kids right. like. So. Now, this, it's ironic you say cauliflower because yesterday we were having a conversation and one of our local pizza places here has a cauliflower pizza crust. Yeah. And what is the big, I mean, I don't want to say the big deal, but I'm going to be ignorant. What is, why is cauliflower such a... Uh, it's just a, a good, versatile vegetable that you can use in cooking, and it gives a good consistency. I so, like, you. for example, cauliflower rice is real popular right now. Oh, I heard. Yeah, we talk, we were talking about that. You too. can buy it in the grocery store. It's real inexpensive. It mm. cooks well. You okay. know, it doesn't have a strong flavor, so you can put food with it, and okay. it takes on the flavor of the other food. So okay. that's one good thing. Yeah, because they said that you really can't taste the cauliflower so much. You yeah, can't, because okay. I, I cook with cauliflower rice a good bit, and I mm-hmm. usually just put whatever kind of meat on top in the sauce, and it, it's fine. Cool. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. 
I, I have not tried cooking with cauliflower. I've tried mashed cauliflower <laughs> sounds, before. Now that sounds like a good show to that very <laughs> cooking. food factor. Cooking, cooking with cauliflower. Well, actually, we've done a segment on that. Go oh, back really? and look. Okay. Go back and look. How about that? I've been on food factor. You have. Yes. What did you cook? Uh, well, I didn't cook anything. No. It was my hands, wasn't it? I was getting cereal off the shelf yes, or something. Yes, you cereal off the shelf. These are famous we've hands. Used, we've used people in Boss a lot. Yes. <laughs> Hand Particularly model. on the fourth floor. I don't think I had a beard then. Oh, yeah. Um, probably not. No, I don't I think you did. Yeah, you look totally different because that's been several years ago. Yeah. So, You know, one thing, Natasha, that I got tickled at last year is when we were all at the State Fair and we were set, we'd set up all the exhibits and Natasha had the opportunity, and I'll say opportunity very loosely, <laughs> to judge all the baked goods. Oh. And I remember just some of them had been in those bags probably for a few days. That was an interesting contest to do, but it, it's always fun to see, uh, you know, the chocolate chip cookies and, of course, the yeast breads. And it can get really interesting as a nice way to just – you know, judge everything, but I do like that because it's always great to see what kids are cooking. Mm, that's true. You know, I got my start in 4-H with the cookie cook-off in fifth grade. So a lot of people say, well, Kobe's livestock all the way. But Yeah, because I thought you were a livestock kid. Yeah, and if it hadn't been for cookies, I would have never probably – went on with the 4-H program. Mm. Because and I, look at you now. I know, right? Who would have thought? Yeah. I, gave a, uh, I had to give a presentation. We had to bake six cookies and then stand up in front of the whole classroom and give our presentation on our cookies. What well, kind of cookies was, did you make? So I made yellow cake mix um, oh cookies with chocolate chips, mm-hmm. and they were fantastic. And they were cauliflower. Uh, no, no, no cauliflower <laughs> in those. They were, should have been real good. They were very good. <laughs> And then I won the county or the school um, contest, and then went on to county. So that was my first like real interaction with other people from around the county. It was so much fun. Mm. So then, did you went on go on to the district or to? State? Well, I was just a junior, so we didn't. Oh, you didn't go. I, I didn't go way. on all the way. I don't think I won the county contest. But I do remember one time. So my wife was really big in foods, mm-hmm. and she did a. Uh, a dairy demonstration at the district show, and I went and watched her give it. Oh, is this when y'all met? That's, well, I'd met her before, but I went, I just like saw the program, saw who was doing different uh-huh. contests, and I like went and stalked her so I could be oh, my. a fan. <laughs> this is the first time you stalked her, actually. And that's yeah. when you met your wife. <laughs> that's right. Stalking her. Stalking her at a 4-H event. And, and this is 4-H for you, yeah. too. Yeah. And I told you her. You may not want to tell people that. That's, right. that's probably good. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> but you know what she did make? And your purple purse reminded me. She made it a um, grape ice cream. Oh. oh. I haven't yeah. had that. And she just like started out with this little poem about the purple cow. Yeah. And like oh. I told her when we started dating it like several years later, I'm like, you know, I remember that. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're <laughs> such a weirdo. <laughs> uh, the truth comes I out. I know. That's that's a good key point, though. Persistence pays off. Right. I guarantee it does. It will I pay off. It does and I sure. bet y'all probably make purple cows for your anniversary, don't you? No, we don't. I don't think she really liked that recipe oh. for some reason. I've asked her to make one before. She just won't oblige. Oh. How do you make purple ice cream? She did it with, like, Kool-Aid, and I don't know what else she put in it. Maybe a juice, I think. I know there's... There's a fun punch that's called a purple cow, and it's got, like, grape juice and ice cream and yeah, other things in it. I, it's kind of like a float. Float. That's <laughs> what I was thinking, yeah. It's kind of light, or not light, but mm-hmm. kind of like foamy. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Foamy mm-hmm. at the top. Mm-hmm. 
So Natasha, I know that you helped with the um, contest at the Project Achievement Day. Can you tell us a little bit about those contests? I have helped in the past with the Food and Nutrition Visual Presentation Contest, and then in the afternoon I've helped with Food and Nutrition Judging Contest. So the Food and Nutrition Visual Presentation, I always enjoy that because mm. kids come up with great topics. I think sure. this year we had a person talk about okra, which I thought that was totally different. But um, usually there's a presentation, they stand, they do a PowerPoint, or there's visual. And I just think they have so many wonderful topics. Mm -hmm. And then in the afternoon, we have, of course, the judging contest. And in that, we will have them to identify different types of kitchen equipment, as far as, you know, how to learn how to measure properly if they're doing those techniques. Mm -hmm. And then we we'll, may even have a few menus to kind of see how, where their knowledge is as far as can they judge a menu as far from the standpoint of is it a good menu, is it an okay menu, or is it the best menu hmm. to make for your family? So we do a variety of things in the judging contest. That's a, a, an incredible skill for a kid to learn about the, the balanced diet mm -hmm. and um, you know being able to pick foods that kind of go together and stuff. I think that um, that's something that I'm not good at myself. You know, I might make a meal that has four starches in it and be perfectly fine but my wife's like well where's no, the vegetable you gotta have a variety and you know we do a kids in the kitchen in the summertime a lot of extension offices provide that and i think that's one way where we teach the kids about you know just how to have variety in your menu and just showing them the skills of being in the kitchen kitchen safety how to use equipment so that's a fun thing to do I, I've never. I'm glad that you uh, talked about the the contest because I've never I, the visual presentations. Obviously, I'm I'm like you. I'm always impressed with the visual presentations, but I didn't know about the judging. So that's that's really that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. I knew mm -hmm. that there, we had the contest and we had different levels to it. But you know, I think when we go to Project Achievement Day in Congress, we're always running around. Right. I don't get a chance to see no, the contest. No, we don't, don't see them unless yeah. we just so happen to be. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I that's think true. that's that's pretty cool. I I think that menu part really intrigues me. So do you like give them a, a restaurant menu too sometimes and let them look at that? It will vary from depending on what level they're on, but we usually will do a home menu where someone was cooking and you know perhaps they had too much of say too many starchy items mm. or we may say, you know, here's a two fast food menus, can you make a meal out of one of the menus? Oh. So it varies. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So do you see, I, I know a lot of schools are, are dropping their family consumer science programs. I know in my hometown, uh, where I grew up in North Alabama, mm. our school dropped theirs. Do you see Extension and 4-H kind of filling that void that some of those kids might be missing out with that FACSED used to reach? Yes, I think so. I mean, because when you think about family and consumer science, I mean, we provide programs in food and nutrition, child development, money management. You know, those are all life skills that mm. everyone needs. That's for male or female. You right. know, that's across the board. So I think a lot of times when people hear family and consumer science, they're thinking it's only for the girls. But right. it's definitely something that all kids can participate in. I think that's so important, too. When I was in high school, so I was a seventh grader, and they made all the boys take ag and all the young ladies take 
um, home ec. Home ec. Mm-hmm. And I always thought I was so jealous of the girls in home ec because they were doing things like cooking, cooking, and you know, <laughs> going like, back to food, yeah, going, going back, back to food. <laughs> and they'd be sitting out on the patio eating what they'd made for mm-hmm. the day, and you know, they weren't weren't willing to share with us most of the time. And then yeah. see, I thought the opposite. I was kind of jealous because I was like, the boys out there in shop, they're <laughs> making stuff, all kinds of wood equipment. <laughs> And so, you know, I was thinking, who wants to be in the kitchen cooking when you can make something like a wood equipment? You know, I, I saw an episode of uh, Petticoat Junction. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but it was an old show back in the day. And it uh, they had a home ec class. They were showing that. And I told my daughter, I said, this is what they used to have a home ec course that mm-hmm. they were teaching, you know, young ladies how to cook, you know, at that time. And times have changed for sure. You know, it's not, not the way that that it happens now so a lot of that education is being it's missed gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in my home ec class we had to plan a wedding did you really from beginning to end i mean wow. you had to have a whole notebook to show everything from your engagement all the way down oh. to the dress you were wearing the reception really? i mean you had a budget you had to show how much money you were spending on the wedding it was wow it was really in depth i did not know that they did <laughs> that <laughs> you know in our economics class in high school we had to um pretend we were a family and the teacher yeah. like oh, matched yeah. us up with like i was matched up with one of my uh, friends amy did you have a baby we had did a baby have the egg? oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we had the egg we did that you had to take care of the egg yeah and then yeah. did she follow you around did the teacher follow you around to make sure you had the egg because i know a lot of my friends were putting them in the yeah. locker oh really <laughs> oh, no, and then the teacher was like you're killing the child <laughs> so so you had to keep the baby i think what was it a week I know. Oh, we didn't yeah. have to do that. Oh, yeah. In depth. yeah, we had to take it everywhere, and then you had to have a journal to show, you know, when the baby was sleeping, what did you do after school with the child. I mean, we had to write down wow. so much about it. That is intense. <laughs> it sounds like fun. It was fun. <laughs> but you know, an egg around. around day three, you're tired of this egg. <laughs> you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, let's just drop fun. it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he wants scrambled eggs for right, breakfast. That's, that's pretty much how you felt by day three. Yeah. Yeah. Can I drop this yeah. egg and still have to be in the class? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Hey, what happens if the egg is cracked? Right, right. There's all these, like, uh, different ways to play it, I guess. That's well, true. and now in family consumer science classes, they have dolls. Yeah, right. Have y'all seen those? Oh, that, yeah. That yeah. It, they're really cool, too, because they can program them to cry at different times, and yeah. they're just not happy, so... I, I saw that, like, on a TV show one time. They had one, and this girl, boy, she got irate having to get up in the middle of the night yeah. and make it stop crying. You know? But, I mean, that's a great way to yeah, teach kids about you, what dude. it means to be a parent. That's right. That's true. That's life. That's that true life. life. Nobody wants to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning with a baby, but no. if you're a parent, you get up because you love that baby. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's funny. So, talking about meal planning, clarify me on this, because I, I know that there used to be a food pyramid. There is now a plate. plate. It's called Choose does, My Plate. Yeah, how does that work? So just think about a plate in your mind. It's round uh-huh. okay, and divided into fours. Uh-huh. So then that's pretty much your four food groups, with right. the exception of dairy is on the outside of the plate. Right. So now you've got grains. You have fruits, vegetables, protein, which is, of course, mainly your meat. But it mm. could be something like eggs or peanuts. And mm. then your grains are more your complex carbohydrates like um, rice, uh, pasta, tortillas, those things for the net group. And then on the outside of the plate now is a cup, and that represents dairy. So that, of course, would be your milk or cheese group. Right. I, I have found that, like, like when counting calories, 
and especially with these apps that we have now, if you go to look at the breakdown of like carbs, you know, of course your carbs are going to be a little bit more, and then the fats and then proteins. It's really hard to eat a low carb or a lower carb. It seems like you just get a lot of, especially from stuff I eat, I guess. But it's it's either a large amount of carbs or a large amount of fats, and it's hard to get the protein. Well, what I try to tell people is remember this: that everything. In moderation. So I think a lot of times we get kind of hung up on, should I eat this, should I not eat that? But it's all in moderation. You're trying to eat the the, um, plate as often as possible, which is 2,000 calories or less. You know, it depends on where you are as far as fitness, your age, your sex. All those things are going to determine how many calories you really need. Right. So just... I would just tell people to really just pay more attention to getting all of the fruits and vegetables and everything that's on the plate. Right. And I told somebody, I said, like you said, in moderation, that you don't have to eat. I mean, it's okay to eat the fries. I'll just use it as an example. Maybe not all right to eat the fries. But if you don't, you don't have to eat the whole serving of them. Or get the kid's size. You get, don't have right. to get the super size. Right. Exactly. You know, a lot it's of so times, tempting to. It though. is tempting because when you're going through the drive through and they say, hey, it's 39 cents. <laughs> And you say, well, sure, yeah. 39 more cents, yeah, Why I not? get super size, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that pays off, yeah. you know, in the end. Right. 39 cents today is 15 pounds later. Right, exactly. So is exactly. it worth that? No. Right. No. No. Crazy how those things add up. They yeah. do, all Real in quick. moderation. So. And the way they're putting the calories on everything now that you really <laughs> And there's a new label coming out. Oh, really? It is. And okay. it's going to be broken down more into what a true portion size is. Oh. So that will help. Because I think a lot of times when people read the label now, they're kind of confused as far as what's a portion. Right. What's a mm-hmm. true serving size. Right, right. So that will help. And it will highlight fat and sugar and uh, sodium. So when is that coming out? I think it's going to come out completely 2020, but okay. you should see it now. I've seen it on several different foods already okay. slowly making the move. But I think 2020, it has to be completely on everything. And what prompted that? I think just the fact that we're just realizing that Americans, we need to pay more attention to how to eat better. Right. You know, we're always tweaking things to learn more and do better. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, the I guess the way we ate before is not the way we should eat now, right? I mean— Back well, in the day, everybody was eating fried food and not worried about it as much. Well, that's true. But, you know, something that I tell people all the time whenever I'm doing a food program is people always say, I remember we left food out all day long and it wasn't a problem. Right. Yeah. Well, food is different now. Right. Our bodies are different now. So right. we have to change to fit that. And that's something that we all have to do. Right. That's exactly right. That's, good that's a good take-home message right there. Sure for is. sure. Well, we have been, I have really thoroughly enjoyed uh, our conversation this afternoon with Natasha. And let me just say this. I have to say this about Natasha. She has the most infectious smile. (laughs) I always love uh, talking with her, and she always makes me feel like I've had a great day when I've been around her. So I'm not saying that just because you're here. I appreciate that. that It's true. I've always wanted to tell you that. Thank you. But anyway, give you an air hug. (laughs) We're getting an air hug (laughs) over the radio. Yeah. So um, with that, we're going to get uh, now, Natasha. Do you have any uh, like any media such as web page or anything that you would like to plug while we're here? Do you have any where we can go to get more information on Food Factor or where that is? And um, please like our Food Factor page. Ooh. It is at Food Factor MS. Yes, and then that is also on Instagram, Twitter. And YouTube. She is all over the social media. That's right. Yes. Yeah, she is a celebrity. <laughs> get her autograph. Get her autograph. 
Well, that, and with that too, is we'll we'll also plug and say please like our four eight four U two podcast and subscribe, and uh, tell everybody you know about it. And Kobe, where can we go get more information about uh, extension in our extension and four H in uh, the particular counties of our state? So you can find out more about extension or the four H program by visiting your local county extension office or visiting us on the web at extension.msstate.edu. And with that, we're going to wrap up this section and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And we will be talking to you next time. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for 4H4U2. For more information, please visit extension.msstate.edu. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 4H4U2 is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service, Office of Agricultural Communications.